0: Let's let's get it in. Let's get it in, Tate. Let's get it in. I want to get a good one in, Tate. Come on, bring your heat. Bring your heat today.
1: Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Fraser, and as always, I am joined by the Kid BJ Armstrong and BJ. We are past Christmas. We are still enjoying the holiday season, but we got to see some Christmas Day. NBA basketball. We have some big topics to talk about, but the first and foremost, I want to talk about our guy Giannis the Great, number thirty-four. He was back. He was back in prime time, and he reminded the world, BJ, a little bit. He reminded me a little bit too about who the best player in the league is and uh, what he can do when he's all the way locked in. And uh, I thought that was good to see. That was that was my gift on Christmas. Giannis letting the world know, hey, I'm still here and I'm still trying to make a run for a championship.
0: Well, you know, Giannis. Is going to do Giannis, and I don't think there's anything yeah. else we need to say with him because you know <laughs> it was fun talking about Giannis before everyone else caught on to it. Now he shows you. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure they oh, they yeah, caught, on, caught on BJ. to it. They, they've caught on. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. The players know it. Mm. The respect is there. The players definitely the, the, know re- it. Yeah. The respect is there. Okay. He may not be. Mm the best offensive player, that's Kevin Durant. He may not be the strongest player in the league. That belongs probably to Steven Adams. He may not be the fastest player. That may belong to De'Aaron Fox. Mm -hmm. He may not be the tallest player. That belongs to Taco Fall. (laughs) But when you say the most complete player, you have to say Giannis. You know, Steph Curry is without question the best shooter. Without question. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of categories here we can say. You know, we could say handles. Well, we probably we want to say Kyrie, but he's not playing. So now we got to say Ja Morant or somebody like that. By the way, Ja Morant yeah. was special last night. <laughs> we we got to talk, talk about, about Ja, too. We'll talk about Ja. <laughs> Giannis is here to remind you of what a great player looks like. And if that player is complete, meaning on both sides of the ball – you can actually build a team around him with added pieces. Okay. Now, the, the, the Matthews pickup, quietly, that was a good pickup for.
1: That was a good pickup, especially last year, him being on the Lakers. and A lot of people kind of you know, wiped him away. But you can see
0: yeah. his contribution to the he game. He fits there. He fits because Giannis is that complete of a player. Didn't fit when he was out here in L.A., But it fits here in Milwaukee. Boogie. Great pickup. Mm. Great pickup. For the Milwaukee Bucks. That was a great pickup. You can see how things are coming together for the Milwaukee Bucks. Because you and I talked about earlier, we didn't know how they were going to replace P.J. Tucker. And you can see they're picking up toughness. They're acquiring toughness. Mm. Not talent, toughness. So, I give the Milwaukee staff credit. I give Giannis them credit. We keep we're distracted right now by the Brooklyn Nets. We're distracted now by the Mil, uh, not the Milwaukee, the Miami Heat. We're distracted mm. by Philadelphia. What's going on with Ben Simmons? And Milwaukee's quietly just going about their business, quietly just doing what they do. And before you know it, playoffs will be here, will be upon us. And the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis have put together another team that can make a run, and I'm all for it because – And that's all you can ask for for
1: in this NBA that we live in, yeah. I'm all for it. No, I love love to see it, and I thought it was a nice uh, reminder to the rest of the league Uh, as we get and we inch closer into the stretch run of the season – these are the, this is the team that you have to worry about. They are the defending champs, and uh, you know there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And and I think on Christmas Day they had no business winning that game. I mean Boston. I mean it, it seemed you know like a foregone conclusion that you know in the second quarter that this was kind of a lost game. But you talked about that toughness. Milwaukee was not going to go away without a fight, and then and they fought and they clawed their way back into this game. And then when we got to the final four minutes, when we got to crunch time. As Michael Jordan said in the last dance, nut crunching time. When we got to nut crunching time, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, uh, and that core group of guys, especially number 34, they showed you who they are and what they're going to be when we get to the playoffs. So I thought that was great to see. And then on the flip side in the Western Conference, we saw the two best teams probably in the NBA right now. when We talk about records and what they've been able to do with the Warriors and the Suns. And that was another epic showdown. And, BJ, it's really hard for me to see a world in which the conference finals does not end with Phoenix playing the Golden State Warriors. I don't know who's going to be number one. I don't know who's going to have home court advantage. But I know that those two teams expect to be competing for a championship this season. And on Christmas Day, even though the Warriors won – I, I, it was a chess match, right? I felt like I was watching playoff basketball. The game opens up with Draymond Green picking up Chris Paul. You know that says enough about like what what these little things that are happening. The game within the game that we like to discuss. I love seeing that on Christmas Day, and I thought those two teams they they are the the center of the NBA universe right now. They both happen to be in the Western Conference.
0: Well, Tate, I love the fact that you caught you caught that while watching the game, the game within the game, Draymond Green mm-hmm. on Chris Paul. I love Very it. strategic move, very bold move by Steve Kerr to do that on Christmas. That's something you would save or you would normally save to the playoffs in a playoff series. Steve Kerr put all of his chips on the table and said, Yeah, we're going for it now. We're laying We're going for the one seed. We we want to be the one seed. Out what we're gonna do now. And the reason he did that now is because they're down Jordan Poole. They were down Andre Iguodala, they're down Wiseman, and they're down Klay Thompson. But we will have enough bodies to go back because we don't think you can counter this and we're going to let you know right now. And we're going to see how you react. Mm. Now, I thought it was a bold move. I thought it was a big time statement by Steve Kerr to go really at money and say, let me see what you're going to do so that we will have some idea of what this could look like, and we're going for mm-hmm. the win in front of the world, really, because you know you you know the games are broadcast and streamed and all that all around the world. And and, and it was the prime and time. It, game. it was you a know, great game. The,
1: the Bucks game was awesome. It was, but that, it was, it was yeah, a great it was game. The prime and time game.
0: Now, insane. All of that. I was very. I watched this game. Like, it wasn't like I was eating or moving around. No, I actually watched this game. And Same. I was very impressed with this. It was 84 to 84, I believe. Or it was a tie score going into the fourth quarter. Yep. And I was very impressed that Monty didn't do anything different. And Steve Kerr made drastic moves. <laughs> Because if the Warriors had lost, I thought that was going to be a devastating loss for them.
1: After making After those, making those, those moves. big moves. Because yes. they made all of they those moves. They had to win that game. That's
0: how, that's how I felt watching. I was like, the Warriors have the to win game. The Warriors had to win the game. Now, Monty said, we don't have to do anything. We'll take your best shot, not do anything, and we'll still beat you. And I was like, wow. Now, Monty, that took a lot of guts for him to do that, too, because I know Manny would probably, I should say Coach Williams, probably would have done a few things different if this was a playoff seven-game series. Mm -hmm. Overall, well-coached, well-deserved. Give Steve Kerr credit for making the first move. I like the fact that Coach Kerr has this much respect for this Phoenix Suns team and their coaching staff That he's already playing the game within the game in 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 December in the
1: regular regular season. season. I and we talked about that in the playoffs last year. We we were you you said that you were hoping that we get back, but this is before we even got to the playoffs. You said you were hoping that the NBA would recenter itself, where we watch a regular season game and teams make decisions trying to win games like they matter. They they have loved it, and I love to see that from Steve Uh, Kerr. I loved it, loved it, uh,
0: I loved it. Great win by the Warriors. The Warriors, I think they still have their confidence. They should be very confident. I think it says all of the right things in the media. I think their attitude and how they went about their business. And now they know that they can win there. I think that's important. Now they know they can win there. And they put something for Phoenix to think about. So there's a lot Mm. of basketball to be played. But I thought the Warriors needed to win that game because if they would have lost that game, I thought it could have been a very devastating loss for them and their confidence. But now we have more basketball to play, and they've kept my interest. So now I'm very interested to see how the season plays out when these two teams meet up. I hope they do meet up. I think the fans deserve it. And we need to see great coaching because I want to see how Coach Williams is going to counter this.
1: I really yeah. want to see this, and I, me too. And I, I thought it was fascinating. Obviously, the Warriors stopped their winning streak uh, that the Suns had, but Devin Booker was not playing in that game, so the Warriors they get like the credit of of ending that streak, but they don't get to beat the full arsenal of the Suns. So I thought it was, you mentioned respect. I thought it was a lot of respect from the Warriors to say, we're going to do this. We're we're going to go all in. We're going to make sure that you guys know that we, we want to win this game. We want to be the number one seed. We want to uh, assert ourselves at the top of the Western Conference. But it also said to me that they know deep down, that the Suns are the best team in the Western Conference, right? I mean, the, the fact that they already made that move, and I think when we get to the playoffs, we're going to look back on this Christmas Day, if it doesn't go right for the Warriors, and say, did they did they jump the gun maybe too soon by making that move? Uh, and and maybe, maybe, they did. maybe they didn't. We'll maybe, see.
0: M- it may be. But the thing I love about what Coach Kirk— But I still love the yeah, move. The thing I love yeah, about Coach Kirk is he was coaching to win. And that signified to his team that I believe in you all enough right now to make this move because I Mm. don't think there's another counter they can go to, to, but let's win now and worry about what's going to happen in the seven-game series because I don't think there's anything Mm. else they can go to. It's not like you can put Draymond on Booker or do something different. They made their move. And where do adjustments make? Everyone talks about offense, right? Everyone talks about, oh, this guy scoring, and and, hey, Otto Porter was terrific, and he did. He did a nice job. But when you start making adjustments on the defensive end, that's big time. And they Hmm. put their, literally, their center on Phoenix's point guard. It basically, they, and
1: then they forced Phoenix's, Phoenix's hand there because they're like, our, our guy can switch on either it's a one. It's very you know, radical move. We, we can move. switch now, one the or The reason five. it's so radical yeah.
0: is because we saw in the NBA Finals a year ago the effect of, uh, of Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, and they went right after Chris Paul with an all-NBA defender.
1: Yes. They, they said didn't, pick him, for they didn't pick him up
0: at half court. Yeah. And, They put their center (laughs) in a full-court one-on-one press versus Chris Paul. Now, at some point here, we have to do something. And I am fascinated to see what that something is. Give Steve Kerr credit. I saw how you guys lost. I'm going to go after you the same exact way. And let's see what you guys do. Mm. and then respect
1: Imani by not panicking and, and, and making some you know huge shift to say hey I'm worried about this move he says we're going to play it straight up we're not going to show our hand and we're going to see if we can beat you guys straight up and and, and we right. didn't today but next time you do that we're going to make some adjustments and and we think we're going to be okay with that love it
0: love it love it you're getting me way too <laughs> you're me way too fired up
1: no I mean the that's good basketball. That's what I like to see. And uh, in the Western Conference, those two teams battling it out. I mean, as much as everyone wants to talk about the Lakers, and we'll, we can talk about Westbrook a little bit later, but the, the conversation around these two teams is epic. And then our guy, JaVel McGee, I, I thought, that you know, you talk about like the 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 NBA sportsmanship and some of the great sports that we have in this game. He gets dunked on by Juan Toscano Anderson, gets put on a poster. He says after that game he's going to sign that poster and, and bring it to him on Christmas Day. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, Tweets out the picture JaVale signed him The the, the picture and, And he said He's a man of his word And look I just love the gamesmanship between these two teams but then you got a guy like JaVale who obviously has won a championship with the Warriors understands that franchise and who they are and then also is humble enough to congratulate a young man who has worked so hard from the G League to get into a position to be on this team and want this kind of Anderson has this highlight moment and JaVale says hey young fella I want to I want to make sure you get to celebrate this moment because that was pretty epic and uh, I love seeing that I, you know I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff um, you know it's, it's just a game at the end of the day and I love to see good people respecting good people you know what i mean and uh JaVel's one of the best so i want to give him that shout out too
0: you know it's really hard for me th- Cause Cause it's really hard easy. for me that's to a, say that's i didn't thing. grow up like th- that way i didn't grow up in that era where yeah. a guy dunks on you and then you sign the poster you know it was like i yeah. grew up in the era you didn't want to be that guy on the poster i mean okay i'm showing sure my age here how how, no, how, you're right. how I think you're ever. right. I think that's the
1: general yeah. the general However, consensus. It's a yeah. new
0: era. It's a new way. Everyone gets dunked on. And I respect that. I respect that. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing you know when you play against shot blockers like a Javelle McGee or in, in our era, you know, you had Tree Rollins and Matumbo and all of those guys. You know, you're gonna get dunked on. <laughs> you you are yeah. going to get dunked on. Everyone who's played has been dunked on, okay? That's your That's, job is to go up and contest those you know, dunks. I'm so yeah, tired. I, mean, I, I wasn't the one who was directly dunked on, but he he got by me, John Starks. How many times have I seen that John Starks dunk? That's just part of yeah. the game. Now, I don't know if John Starks <laughs> asked me to sign that poster, if I would sign the poster. <laughs> But it was a great play. I must admit, it was a great play. Okay, I said it. It was a great play. You know, it was like one of those things no one talked about in our locker room after the game. It wasn't like, ooh, he dunked on you. It was one yeah. of those things. But today is different. So I, I, I respect it. I respect where the game is at. And it's fun. But I can say this. JaVale's going to try to block the next one. That's just yeah. That's no how doubt. it is. And he got him on that one and there'll be another opportunity and sometimes you win them sometimes you lose lose them and clearly you know that that was a pretty nice play. I remember I was like, "Ooh, that's a pretty nice play."
1: <laughs> it's pretty good play. And we should point out as as we move on and talk about the Western Conference, um I don't think you're going to find a front court that's going to have the talent of JaVale McGee and Deandre right. Ayton anywhere in the NBA. And and I think that's that to me is why the Suns I cannot I cannot discount what they're going to be able to do in the playoffs because I don't know anyone that can match up with those two really until we get into the the Giannis, you know, conversation where can those two guys try to slow him down? They can't stop him. Nobody can stop him. But can they slow him down enough so that Phoenix can really make a run and try to win a title this year? So. I'm fascinated by that team. I, I am fascinated by the Warriors and their run to try to be the number one seed. But I want to talk about the number four seed in the Western Conference. Your guy, you're the guard guru, BJ. We got to talk about John Moran because he's back and uh, you know had a game winner against the Phoenix Suns. As I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns and and sent a little message himself to say, hey, uh, you know, you might not want to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. We might be a small market team. I might have been dealing with some injuries, yada yada yada. But when I'm out here. I'm a problem and, uh, John Moran is a major problem, uh, for everybody in the NBA, but specifically for everyone in the Western conference, because the Grizzlies are the four seed. They got some distance between themselves and the nuggets, the five seed right now, about three games. So they're trying to climb up those ranks and they're trying to catch the jazz right now. And they're a legit contender. They're, they're legit in the conversation now. And they have one of the best players in the NBA in John Moran.
0: Well, John is a special talent. And prior to his injury, He was in the MVP conversation, the way he started off the season. Luckily for us, luckily for him, the Memphis Grizzlies, that he was able to return because that didn't look good, the injury that he has sustained. But I'm happy to see him back. And Mm -hmm. I happened to be watching that game last night, and it was a great game because Memphis was playing great the entire game. And give the Phoenix Suns credit, they battled, they battled, they sh- scratching and clawing, and they clawed their way back into it so much so that they even went up with five seconds left on a mm. wonderful, wonderfully designed play to get Devin Booker a three. They were down to what about eleven seconds or so, and Devin Booker hits a three to go up one, and I thought, wow what a what a, what a way to lose. You know, they, they, Memphis played terrific. They were up 15, 20. And Phoenix just kept playing. John ja Morant just makes a play that only a few players in the NBA can make.
1: I mean, the it, double, club, it, I mean, he it, floats it, in the it air. Was, yeah. I mean, it there's was
0: well defended, well played. <laughs> hey, yeah. Good defense, just better offense. John ja Morant showed you why he is John ja Morant. That's nothing you could do. All you could do is walk off and say, hey, nice shot.
1: Good game, young and, fella. And keep it yeah. moving. There was nothing you could do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Phoenix did everything they could possibly do except win that game. Mm. John Morant showed you why he is a great player. And when you have a great player, great players make great plays. And that's what he did. So this team, this Memphis team, has been playing well in his absence. Yeah. And now with him back and integrating his talent with this team, it should give him more confidence in the team. The team should have more confidence in him. And if they can mesh those two together, because no one else on that floor for the Memphis Grizzlies could have made that play. I don't think there is only about two or three guys in the NBA that could actually have made that play. Yeah, and and
1: and honestly, one of them that would have made it about ten years ago is young Derrick Rose. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that—that's that, that, what it reminded it, me of it, in yeah, the moment. I mean, was, it's that that kind of athleticism, right? I mean, that kind of defi- its defiance of gravity at some level. You're like, this is not this shouldn't but happen. You,
0: in the last four <laughs> minutes of the game, Ja Morant made about three or four spectacular plays. <laughs> yes. That play was just. You know, he's like an alien now. John Moran, that was just. Yeah, otherworldly. He's just, he's (laughs) you know, there. you could talk about the players and you could just talk about those, you know, those alien type players. Well, he's in that category Mm. now. Because he just makes plays that you shouldn't be able to make, especially at his size. So, great game. If you have a chance, watch this kid John Moran play. Just watch him play. He is that good. Mm -hmm. He's worth it. He's worth the price of admission, and if he comes to your city, please try to go out and see him. Because, you know, I'm—I don't know where his career goes, but—but
1: but he's, he's coming.
0: coming. Oh, he's not even coming. He's here now. Yeah, he's—he he's yeah, he's here.
1: here. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors.
0: It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. It's time to go, and for a moment. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober, or get pulled over.
1: And when we look at the Lakers, I mean, we had already pressed, pressed the panic button on this show uh, long ago. I mean, basically during the offseason, we were we were ahead of concerns about this team. But now, you already, I mean, Christmas Day, we, we saw what that was. J- James Harden turned into the James Harden that you and I have been talking right. about, where he decided he wanted to play Houston Rockets basketball again. But LeBron James walked off the court in the tizzy. Um, did not seem very happy. Um, there's a lot of conversations about Russell Westbrook. Carl Anthony Towns came out and said he was a stat patter. Draymond Green these are all gossip things BJ I don't know if you saw any of this I don't know if you I, care I like either, to keep the, it I like to keep that. it
0: in between the lines you <laughs> yeah, know I,
1: I know but I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give the the narrative update on this and then Draymond comes out he calls out Carl Towns for for calling out uh Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook you know gets asked about this he says and I think he made a great point he said you know people are expecting me to drop uh you know 25 15 and 15 every night as if it's normal You know, and he says, look, I know I made it seem normal over the past five seasons, but that's not a normal thing that people do. And I I think that's a very valid point when you talk about Russell Westbrook. Um, But on Christmas Day, the Lakers, LeBron did all he could, but it didn't help the bottom line. Uh, Russell Westbrook became the scapegoat for all this. And now we have more turmoil in Los Angeles. And just as we're having this conversation, here come the Phoenix Suns off two tough losses, and they're probably going to try to spank the Lakers as best they can. So we're going to have even more of a fallout as we head into 2022. Uh, What what say you, BJ, as you watch the Lakers on Christmas Day? I mean, is it more of the same problem? Because that's what it looks like to me. And LeBron's doing all he can. It's not a LeBron problem, but... Him getting his numbers, him doing all he can is not enough to help this team get a win. And that is really the biggest difference between what we expect and what reality is with this Lakers team.
0: Well, Tay, you, you, you and I have quite a few conversations and most of you know our listeners and people who follow us here and pushing through the podcast, you know, if you go back and listen to us, we've had concerns prior to the season. We've had concerns yep. You know, we're not just saying it now because it's, you know, it, it's it's the popular thing to say or we're trying to bash the Lakers. You know, here, Tate, I would like to think that we have an appreciation for the game. And we have an appreciation for teams and how they're being put together and the problems that come with it, right? Because you and I, we get a chance to peek behind the curtain. And we just try to be open and honest to our listeners, but more importantly, give a a clear picture of what's going on from our perspective as we see it. It's easy for us now to jump on the Lakers and say, oh, the Lakers are this, and this is what they need to do. They need to trade this guy and get rid of that guy. Okay, but let's call it like we see it. The expectations for the Lakers. We haven't had high expectations for the Lakers. Now, is it? Do we think, based on the players and their accomplishment in, accomplishments individually, what they could be? We see the potential. We see it. We, yeah. We, I. I. You know. I've said it, just like other people. We. 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 We said if the the
1: playoffs started, started and you had the this roster, Lakers, the, Lakers the Lakers are a problem and they're Lakers. in the
0: conversation to win okay. a championship. No doubt about it. But they, they got to there get there, there first. No. The pro there's only one problem. The expectations of the fans. We have to bring those down now because of the following.
1: They were wrong to begin yeah, with.
0: This 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 team, <laughs> they're not a group of young individuals that's just gonna come out and overwhelm you with effort and energy. It's two things you can't you can't fake it. You can't fake effort and you can't fake the energy necessary to go out and win an NBA game. Okay mm. you can what you did yesterday, Tate, okay <laughs> I'm gonna give you the famous words of our of, of the late Chuck Daly and and our good friend Brendan Sir. What you did yesterday was yesterday. But today you are starting at zero. What those players did, LeBron, you can go YouTube it, Google it. everything he's done, he deserves all the credit, all of the accolades, all of the praise. Russell Westbrook, MVP, all of that was yesterday. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis. You can go do all of that what they did yesterday. Now, let's talk about today. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's why you play the game. Now. We are trying to put on this team their, what their yesterday record onto today's market. Well, that's not happening. This team right now is a team that has a hard time generating the effort and the energy necessary to win a regular season game. I didn't say they didn't have the mm. talent. They have to have the energy to do it. And right now, that's been a problem for them. Now, at some point here, if they aren't careful, they're not even going to get to the playoffs. They're the
1: nine seed right now.
0: If they're not careful, because now you can't keep losing these games, especially at home. And they're losing by large deficits. And they're beginning to play like a team that doesn't believe in themselves. They get down big, 15, 20 points, and then they come back. That's what bad teams do. They're more comfortable playing down 20 than they are up 20. We will see Mm. how this plays out. Because they have talent. You you know, you don't just say, well, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, where all you want to say is a talent. Russell Westbrook is a talent. Carvello... Rondo, LeBron, you can't tell me that the other teams don't respect the team. They're looking down there. You got to look down there and go, man, they got some talent down there now. So if there's two things that concern me when I watch them is they have the experience to win. They know how to win. They're not going to push the panic button. They've had all the individual success you can have. I don't know how many MVPs they got down there. They have all of the (laughs) – They probably got 100,000 points between all of them. So clearly they they don't have a problem putting the ball in the basket. But can they give the effort and the energy that's necessary? That's the key. Mm. That's the key. If If you tell me LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are going to give me second and third efforts on the defensive end, now you're talking to me. I'm not worried about... This guy gets a triple-double. This guy gets 39 or 40 points. This guy gets 20 points. <laughs> I don't care about any of that. You know what I want to see? Who's going to dive on the floor and get that loose ball? Who's going to get that, that rebound because of the and, second, and, third effort? And... and- you can't expect, like, Kent
1: Bazemore to be the only guy doing it. I mean, the, and the, when you watch the Lakers, that's how it feels. It feels like there's, like, one guy in the lineup that's supposed to be the junkyard dog to do all that stuff. But like you said, if you're not given that second effort, which, we, you know, it's a lot to ask you, of some of these you guys. You can't but
0: win unless you do it. <laughs> it you can't work. win yeah, exactly. unless you do it. And you're only as yeah. good as your best player. And if your best player isn't providing the second and third efforts, a la Giannis. It's very hard for the rest of the guys to fall in line. That's all yeah. I'm asking for. I'm not asking for them to be a first or second seed. I just want to see a team that gives the second and third efforts. Because if you're working hard, you will win your fair yep. share of games. The points... The,
1: that's all BS. Yeah, we, we don't need Westbrook 25 to, to have twenty five, fifteen, and fifteen. That might not even help him win.
0: I, I, I'm not in. That's not why we put this team together. <laughs> no one is expecting LeBron to average thirty five or forty points with this group, nor should he with this group. If you want to be honest.
1: Yeah, if he is, as we he, see he when that, he, he does, does that, it does not the help line. the bottom line.
0: This team was put together because collectively. If they come together, they could be pretty good. Now it's time to collectively come together. And you hear me say this all the time, Tate, so let's just repeat. You have to defend as a group. you got to secure that rebound after you have that great defensive possession. And then you have to share the ball with one another because that's what a team does. If they just do those three things, they will win their fair share of games. They will win more than their fair share if they give second and third efforts on that defensive end and those rebounding efforts and they begin to make extra passes to turn down good shots to get great shots. Whether they can win a championship, let's play the game. I'm not here to see one guy score 50 points and cover all the mistakes. I'm not here to see one guy average a triple-double and cover all the mistakes, I'm here to see a team play. Mm. Because no one, no one said the Golden State Warriors were going to be the number one seed. No one said that. Not one. Not one person. As great as Steph Curry is, what's been amazing watching the Warriors, Steph Curry, sometimes he doesn't even lead them in scoring, and they win. Sometimes he doesn't play well, and they win. But when he does play well, you go, wow. They're unbeatable. You go, man, they could be, yeah. they could be really good. And they're going to get <laughs> – and then you start talking about uh, And they're going to get Clay back. And they're going to get this guy back. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So all I want to see from the Lakers, just play as a group. Um, let's just make it simple. If you lose, just lose as a group. Right now when they lose, what's the first thing we say? Well, LeBron did everything he could. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they can't even yeah. lose the proper way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Together. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a-
1: everything everything is uh, let's yeah, point the finger three. after the fact yeah. and figure out whose fault it is. Th- yeah. Just
0: that's all I want. If, if, I, if I was coaching this team, okay, let's just do this together right now. Right now we're going to play together. We're going to win together. We're going to lose together. And all I'm asking is second and third efforts. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking mm-hmm. to be a good three-point shooting team. I'm not asking to be a good defensive team yet. Just give me the effort, and then we'll figure out all of the rest.
1: Yeah. And, and guess what? The rest of the league is not intimidated by all those Hall of Famers on the bench. And I think that a little bit of that was what they assumed. Why should to you when you that's... know those
0: guys aren't giving the second and third efforts necessary? Yes. You, you, you follow me? Like you, it's res- yeah. one thing every player in the league respects. Okay. You can say what you want to about Giannis. We all know his shortcomings. His shortcomings are he doesn't shoot consistently from the perimeter. But let me tell you one thing that you're gonna do when you play against the Milwaukee Bucks. You better get your arrest the night before. Cause he's gonna check your conditioning. Yeah, because you Yeah, you're gonna he, be running. He, he, yeah, he, you're you're gonna be huffing and puffing. He's at some going point to check game. your yeah. conditioning. And if you don't give me <laughs> maximum effort and second and third efforts against him, he will overwhelm you because he's mm. not going to settle and get, let you get off the hook by taking a fadeaway three-point shot. See, this is where the, the analytics don't take that into account. Giannis doesn't settle with the three-point shot. That's – I would rather play against a person who just shoots threes because there's a chance, I can rest. there's a chance he may not be hot that night. <laughs> what I yeah. don't want to play against is someone who's constantly attacking that basket, because now that requires me to give maximum effort and energy.
1: And guess what that does on the offensive end for you? That takes something away because you're gassed from playing defense so hard. I mean, you sent me this clip of Michael Jordan. there when They were talking about his three-point percentage. It was like in 1992 or something. His three-point percentage was above 40%. And they asked him about him improving it. And he said, I don't want to get caught up in taking the three because it, it takes away from the
0: rest of my game. It, 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 it allows you to let the defense off the hook. Don't let them off the hook, Tate. Mm. Tate, your best deep your best work. defense is your offense. Your best defense is your offense. Okay. Here's a, something the analytics can't take into account. The Warriors run an offense that allows them to limit your offensive transition because they make more than one pass. They have the best shooter maybe in the history of the game. I see more teams coming down one pass shot, dribble up shot, two pass shot. Why are the Warriors doing backdoor cuts? Why are the Warriors doing split cuts? They have the the greatest. Sh- this guy is open when he gets out of his car in the parking lot. Because they understand team concept. See, this.
1: And they're also the best defensive team in basketball because you're so so gassed from running around. Tate,
0: they force you (laughs) to defend. That takes effort and energy. You know why you're so tired playing against the Warriors? Because they force you to utilize more energy than you're used to or accustomed to playing other teams. Because the other teams just come down, shoot. They just come down, iso. They just come down... One pass, three-point fadeaway off one leg. Oh, man, that's a nice move. (laughs) No, the Warriors, they'll swing the ball. Draymond will be wide open. No one guards him now. No one guards him, and he'll swing the ball to the other side, and stuff will be running. And while he's running, they're backdoor cutting. (laughs) This guy, Gary Payton's dunking. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how we don't see – the correct way to play. And guess what
1: hurts even more? if they After they run you around for 20 seconds, that guy still hits a three, but mm-hmm. you just did all that work, and he still gets the same result if he just pulled up and hit it. So
0: it, it hits yeah, you it double. double. It's like a double whammy. They you force know what you mean? to play you defense. You're like, they spread you out. They <laughs> backdoor you. Now you go against the back door. Then they hit threes. Now you're deflated. You're just like, oh, I give up. Yep. So yep. all I want to see... Uh, we started this from the Lakers. Just give me the effort and give me the energy. And then from there, we can talk. But until I see that, well, we can just talk about – we're just looking at stats now. We're just looking at stats. Mm. And you can tell the way people talk about them. You know, first thing they say, well, let's look at the stats. Let's look at this guy. Well, he he did his part. He did this. Oh, he needs help. He No. Steph Curry <laughs> – and I, I don't want to keep knocking on Steph Curry, but when you look at the Warriors, Otto Porter, Otto Porter gets like nineteen, twenty points in a big game. That says something about the team. Yeah, it says something about the team. I mean,
1: it, I mean, and how about Kaminga? I mean, they they got a talk about a you talk about you talk about a rookie. Yeah. Who can play? Who can legit play?
0: Who who's, could be a problem? Who probably I mean, wouldn't play if the other three or four guys were on the floor. This is what I'm saying. Yep. Just give me what you got and then force me as the coach to figure out how to how to put put us in position to win the game. But first you got to give me that 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 energy. That's I mean, Otto Porter, there's no way, there's no way that you can tell me that the Phoenix Suns were saying this at the pregame speech. Hey, stay home on Otto Porter. That wasn't mm. in the defensive plan.
1: No, they're like, we'll let him shoot. Like, if there's one guy, I mean, what, we'll, we'll, like, if we'll, if between Curry or him, we'll let him shoot, and he made you pay. Okay. That says, something. says something. That says something about your team. And it also says something about the fact, that you talked about fall in line, you know, it starts at the top. Draymond, Steph, the, the culture, Clay, I mean, the way that they play and and the expectation of playing with that team is to play winning basketball. And if you're playing selfishly and you're not playing for the team, you're not back and you're not moving, you won't play. You know what I mean? It's simple as that.
0: How about this, Tate? How about (laughs) this? As we were talking here, I started to think about, you know, I joke, but I'm really not joking when I say this. The one thing I admire about, the NBA in particular, but any any game that I watch, college, high school, it doesn't matter. It's FGAs. I just admire mm. the fact. Because it takes an incredible amount of effort and energy to do that. It takes an incredible amount of effort and energy. Steph Curry uses so much effort and energy to play that it's really amazing. Because he's not a big guy, he's he can't just post up like Giannis or like Joel Embiid or Jokic and just bully a basket. I mean, he's moving; he's in constant motion. That guy's in incredible shape. Incredible. He's, he, he's in yeah. incredible shape because of the he never stops moving. Right. I I remember, I can't ever forget this. Because you always tell you, I can't ever forget how hard it is to do twenty minutes on the treadmill. When you played against Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller, was he checked your conditioning. Giannis, he has to be in incredible shape because unlike Steph, Steph is playing from three-point line to three-point line. Giannis is playing from baseline to baseline. Mm -hmm. It's 94
1: feet for Giannis. It's 94
0: feet for Giannis. Giannis Mm -hmm. taking the ball out of the basket sometime after a made basket. That's a lot of energy that this young man is putting. You understand? This is this. When you start looking at the game, I start looking at a, who's in that type of conditioning. You know, Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid could get in the level of conditioning of those two, I don't think we're. He'd be unstoppable. I, he's already unstoppable.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. He he's is already, already unstoppable. unstoppable. So you
0: you add you
1: add in the yep. next layer of that. That's why yeah, that's why the people have been pointing out for for years of that. But like he really would be unstoppable. He, he, he's already at, unstoppable at, at, on both ends. But when you get to
0: this <laughs> level of conditioning, it adds something else to the game. Like there are a lot of star players who play themselves into conditioning. You know, watching James Harden perfect example and James yes. Harden I've said it before he has always had the ability to score to score at a high level and it was only one thing that keeps him from scoring at that high level is his conditioning he's getting in better condition now and you can see last night he what he has 39 15-something yeah. assists or rebounds, nine is, I, what?
1: And against the Lakers, okay. I mean, he literally throws the game-winning lob. J- I mean, it was James all Harden James. is a yeah.
0: high-usage player. But the more you... He's kind of like... He needs like 10 or 15 games just to get in the proper condition for himself. <laughs> and playing with other great players doesn't allow him to get the usage rate that he needs. It's really kind of weird to... Because most players are... They want to be more efficient. It's kind of like James wants the Ford he needs the 40 reps of shooting to get in the proper shape. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he's no hundred percent. If you give him 15 shots, it's like he needs more usage than that. It's kind of like it's it's really kind of like some players just have that, have that way about them. It, I
1: mean, during the Christmas Day game, he looked like he was getting in shape in the game. I mean, you know what I mean? Like this he was getting like,
0: better say shape you throughout want. the game. James loves to play. James is the guy that just loves to play. Like, he loves to play. He yeah, may he, not yeah. love to work out, but he loves to play. And he's like, well, I'll just play myself <laughs> into shape. Because once I do get in shape, there's nothing you can do. And that's kind of how he mm-hmm. – but at, at some stage, he's going to have to start having the discipline – to stay in shape because at some point he's not going to be able to play himself into shape.
1: Yeah. The body, the body with with age is not going to work that way. You can see
0: now he's getting in better shape now. (laughs) And it's really like, because after watching him last game, I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, it's possible that him, KD and Kyrie will play well together in the same game. If that happens and you know me, Tate, I'm always saying, and I said it last year, I'll say it again. (laughs) If those guys win, it will kind of change the direction of the NBA because this will be the first time that defensively you can't say they're a good defensive team. They just overwhelmed you with the offense. But if Kyrie, KD, and James are playing well in the same game, I thought I would never say this. I don't think there's anything you could do. Take, yeah. there isn't. You can't put together a defensive group that can guard all three of those guys. Yeah. That,
1: it, it literally would be pick your it, poison. And if James it, is in no, shape. That's what I'm saying. It's, like it's, it, there's nothing, yeah. no, it's <laughs> nothing you can do.
0: You can't because all three of them play off the dribble. All three of them are like high-level scores. They can get to the best. I football. was going to say,
1: so every possession, in theory, you can you can get a no, good well, shot no, no, everything with they, those they three guys. Every single down. possession. Yeah. You, you,
0: no yeah. one has a has three defensive players that can guard all three of those guys with no help.
1: You got one usually. You got like a PJ Tucker to throw a K D or whatever it is. That can Yeah.
0: Can match up. You don't stop Mm -hmm. three players of that caliber. The only thing you could do is go zone. And hope that they miss.
1: What which I which I think is why Kevin is desperately hoping that James will keep his head in the game with the Nets. I think because Kevin I think knows he that. I think
0: Kevin knows that. Hey, the only way we can get I James in shape that, yeah. is just you gotta put him out there. You know, Mike D'Antoni probably knows this. And I think Steve Nash is probably figuring it out. The only way you're gonna get the guy in shape is to never take him out of the game. It's kinda like it's kinda like the story goes. You know, Coach Pop was mad because Dennis Rodman was taking his shoes out, taking his shoes off every time he came out of the game. And the story goes, he asked one of his former coaches, Hey, man, how do I get Dennis to keep his shoes on during the game? He goes, Just never take him out. (laughs) Just never take him out of the game. Dennis Rodman was in that level of shape. The fact that Dennis Rodman could live the life he was living off the court, which is well documented <laughs> and play the way he played and give the effort that he gave on the court to me is one of the more incredible things I've seen.
1: It's, it's like a marvel of the world. It, yeah. It doesn't it make doesn't any make, sense.
0: Yeah. So I think the, the the Brooklyn Nets have finally come to the realization. If we want James to be in shape, just turn him out there and just let him run up and down till he gets in shape because he can't get in shape watching yep. Kevin Durant score 35. He can't get in shape. Like, how How does this guy go from 18, 19 points to, like, 39 or 40, 39 or 40 points in the game? Unless what we're saying is what's going on. He just – he's a high-usage player. You just got to let him play. Yeah. And you got to live with it. And
1: – Yeah, I, I – I, and I was saying deep down as I was watching that game on Christmas Day, I thought James was letting the rest of the league know what you already said to me, which is he's okay. He's ready to go back to to being the, the number player. one usage player and, and, and dropping 30 that's points. Who, that's a game who he again. is. He was making sure you. That's were, who he yeah, is.
0: Exactly. I, I, the James that's scoring 20 points, 10 assists, five rebounds, that's <laughs> yeah. not James. That's not him.
1: He's yeah. doing that. Yeah. But that's, he, can he can do, do it. it. He can do it. It's yeah. not him.
0: The James Harden mm-hmm. that we've seen the last two games, that's James Harden. And and let me yes. tell you, let me tell you and the rest of the league, he can still do this for about two or three years. Now, to go beyond that, he's going to have to change some things. Change. Some things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying he's doing those things, but he's going to have to change something that he's doing <laughs> so that he doesn't come to camp that out of shape. Because <laughs> when he's in shape, I mean, the guy just – he's really a unique player. No, he's he a was, unique player. He
1: was hitting those double step backs again. <laughs> okay. and I was like, e- okay, e- all right, e- there we e- go, e- e- <laughs> That's the,
0: That's hard, we the hard we know. Now, when KD comes back, he can't get those many touches. When Kyrie comes mm. back, he certainly is not going to get that many touches. And then he's going to go back to, we're going to say, 17, 18, and – but James Harden is still James Harden, without question. And it's funny we got a little we got our little Harden fix now, and hopefully, you know, I just I want them to win because I always like the best teams to win. But it really would be a game changer if they do win. Talking about the Nets, because mm-hmm. now it truly will be a league where offense has taken over. It'll be like the dark side now is taking over, the dark side. Yeah. In Star Wars terminology, it's no, taken over. You yeah.
1: over. you you could change you, you can change shirts. all the shirts. You know, whenever you played rec, rec- league, you had the shirts say "defense" those, wins championships. You can change out. those
0: now, because <laughs> I'm telling you now it's get you the there's, three best scores it, it, maybe really in history and gap, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it really it, it's it's a game changer because I'm telling you, if James <laughs> is going, <laughs> Kyrie is going, and KD is going, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing mm. you can – and they all can get it going from the perimeter. They could get it going in transition. I mean, Kyrie is only one or 6'2, but he can go in the post just like KD can go in the post. James Harden – Yeah, he's got that Kobe go post roll. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're talking – I just don't see anyone can stop him if they all mm. get it going. So, but, uh, you know, I'm going to leave that one alone.
1: No, I know. I, I mean, I think it's fascinating to me to think about the Bucks matching up with those three. You know, when you look at you know Middleton and you look at Holiday and you look at Giannis, it's like I don't think that those three guys.
0: You're talking about two. You're talking about two of those guys, maybe first team all defensive players.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think those three guys. Can no, stop I, I. I don't I think. Mean, it's, I don't think could. it's possible.
0: I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to stop yeah. all three of them if they got it going. Mm-hmm. I really don't like. Like you have to So there's a chance we get to the playoffs
1: and there's like a 140 to 120 game that the Nets have no business winning defensively. You know they gave up 100 and some points, 120 some points, but they scored 140 so it is what it is. They play
0: the game at its proper pace. Like they need to play. Let's just say they play at their pace. There's no way you can stop them. Okay, and the reason I'm saying that is because one or two of those guys will be on the floor at all times for 48 minutes. There's no way. There's no way you could put a bench player on James Harden. There isn't a guy on the bench that can guard James Harden, KD, or Kyrie. And those guys will be on the floor for 48 minutes. If they got it going. If they got it going.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and I think that's the encouraging part if you are a Nets fan if you if you have bought into the Nets you you have that in your back pocket of hey if we're all healthy if we're all hitting nobody can stop us literally nobody I mean historically nobody can stop us so That, that is the fascinating part. And it is, I mean, we talked about the start of the season and all the predictions. I mean, the nets have lived up as much as people try to someone this weekend. My cousin was talking to me. He was like, yeah, the the Lakers and the nets are struggling. I'm like, the nets are the number one seed. (laughs) Like, what do you like? You know, it seems like people are almost writing them off a little bit. I mean, when when they all get together and KD and Kyrie just cleared protocols and Kyrie's going to be playing again, um, they're going to be they're going to be something that we have to take into account. They're still the favorites to win the title, and if they're all hitting, um, it
0: Here, could be a long playoffs. You know this. what I mean? Okay. <laughs> if they have it going, are there. I, I, I'm I'm just telling you this. If they all have it going, all three, Kyrie, James Harden, and KD, I just don't see anyone stopping them. But I, but I want it, to say this. There, but is, I want to say this. I want to say this. Yeah, yeah, please. Before people catch on, and maybe they've already caught on. If they put Kyrie on the floor with his ability just to initiate the offense, I think it puts them in a position where you can't beat them. And the reason I say that is because teams can turn their defense up. And right. And where do teams turn up at? They turn up on the defensive end. You can take away something. You can take away the entry pass. You can take away, you could double team someone when it comes across the half court, take it out of their hands. You know, James comes across, they'll double team him immediately. You know, you see him doing that with Steph. You see it doing with certain players. Yep. You know, Booker, as soon as he catches the ball, we'll take it out of his hand and and force somebody else. But if you have two players that can initiate the offense that are that magnificent as scores, James Harden and Kyrie. Now you can't do that. You can't just leave James Harden to go double Kyrie and vice versa.
1: I mean the, the I mean if you're if you're Steve Nash, you hope they well, do. Yeah, I mean you, you hope can't. they try to double one of you them. can yeah. I uh, So whoever's guarding them is gonna be on an island the entire I, I, time. I think
0: it's almost impossible. To, You know, because I, I was watching James Harden during these last two games, and I kept saying to myself, how would I put together a defensive scheme to take away something if they have two ball handlers? Like, okay, we're going to push James to one side, and then we're just going to force him to go left. And don't mm. let him throw overhead, but make him throw a bounce pass so that Okay, I can take away something from James. If James is going right, we're going to double him. If James is going left, we're going to fall back. I can take away something. Just make sure KD doesn't catch the ball uh, uh, below the free throw line because I can't get a double team there fast enough because he's too good, one dribble, pull up. I can take away something. If they have two ball handlers who can initiate the offense, There's nothing I can do because I'll always have an elite score at one of the three areas, at the top of the floor and on both wings. I can't be everywhere. There's only five players on the floor. Yeah. I can't be everywhere. I can't give Kevin Durant the ball at the free throw line with a live dribble in a scramble situation. And I can't give it to James Harden, and I can't give it to Kyrie. I can't get let I can't I can't allow Kevin Durant to get an easy backdoor layup because that that backdoor layup will let him see the ball go through the basket and now he's feeling good. Mm. Same with James Harden. I can't even give backdoor help if he makes a backdoor because I can't leave James Harden open. Yeah, you follow you follow what I'm saying here, Tate. Kyrie Irving is the key, and maybe this is what Kyrie knows. But as I was watching James, I go, oh, man, this is really bad for any defensive coach because there's nothing you can do here. So let's say Steve Kerr puts Draymond on Kyrie. So that means I got KD and James on the side with a score or or defensive player. Let's say I put Draymond on KD. That means I got Kyrie and James playing against... Whomever. Jordan Poole or is. whoever it is yeah there's nothing you can do here there's nothing you can do here there's nothing you can do i and 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 now i'm thinking about i'm going okay Lamarcus Aldrich all right he's a he's a good enough mid-range shooter Millsap is a good enough mid-range shooter and i saw Blake dunking a couple of times yesterday. I go, oh wow! I was like, if Kyrie comes back and they're healthy,
1: they have three guys. They just, have three you know, legit try- front try- front court guys that know they get yeah, it too. Yeah, like Millsap there, and Aldridge you, and Blake get you can it. Do. Yeah,
0: there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you, you th- their second unit is better than every other second unit. Why? Because Kyrie, KD, or James Harden will be anchoring their second unit.
1: Hmm. They have, a, they have an all-star they're on the they're same unit <laughs> no matter what, yeah.
0: It I was like Kyrie is the key because now he allows James to be a score. He allows Kevin to be a score. And Kyrie and James can flip who's the facilitator or initiator and become a score.
1: And you don't know who's, who's going to do what given it's the night. Given the, so you got to. So you're already going to the game, having to make some yeah, sort of adjustment we, based on what they, they're they doing. They can't
0: win it without Kyrie. They can't win it without Kyrie. Mm. Kyrie is the key. Now I'm James. Let me see in their in his last outing. I think it was against the Clippers last night. I was watching them. Right, he had whatever he had last night, forty something. Right. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was like, oh. The key to this is Kyrie. He's the key.
1: And Claxton's a nice piece yeah, for him. Claxton, you know what I oh, yes, like just, they, be, they're, just they're, be you.
0: All, all that, the rest of the yeah. guys just do you. You have to have someone that can initiate the offense because the defense is going to take away something as you advance in the playoffs. As you get to the first round, the second round team is probably going to be better than the first round. That's why they got to the second round. Yeah, The conference finals is going to be better than the second round guy. That's why they got there. And then when you get to the NBA finals, that's the best of the best. Well, let me tell you something. You can't take away... Something from the Nets.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep thinking about the Nets in the playoffs, and uh, it's going to be fascinating because I still it's hard for me to bet against Giannis Antetokounmpo, but you never know how how it looks. Uh, you know, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, but you know those four teams uh, when we talk about the Suns and the Warriors, the Nets and the Bucks. That that final four of teams is what I see in my mind as, as we as we kind of play out what the playoffs will look like. And there's a lot of chess matches. There's a lot of games within the games that are going to happen in both those series. But I think you hit the nail on the head. If the 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 triangle, those three guys are playing and they are healthy and they're hitting, not, no, it could change basketball yeah, fundamentally. It's not, there's nothing yeah. You
0: can do. The only thing you could do, and then I'm going to say this, is LeBron would have to play with Giannis. <laughs> That's the only thing you could do. That's the only thing you could do. Which, I mean, he, he, isn't that
1: crazy? Because Big O played with uh, Kareem when play, he was in Milwaukee. He would
0: have to play <laughs> because you can't stop him, but you got to match him point for point. Mm. And you got to meet the force. You, get, you have to force them. It's, it's more difficult to shoot when you know you got to make the three then you just get a free look at it. Yeah. Because Giannis is going to shoot 60% or above. If you have a player who could play downhill and attack them, and Drew Holiday is good enough to take away something. That's That's the the only only way. way. See, that's the only Mm -hmm. way. Now, is it fair for me to ask Middleton to shoot a high percentage? You, that's the one thing you can't count on. You have to be able to win knowing whether I shoot great or not. If I shoot great, then that's just that's a bonus. But you have to you have to attack well, yeah. him. you have to you have to attack James every single time. Whoever James is guarding, I'm gonna attack him. Whoever Kyrie is guarding. Like I'm, I'm going to get yeah. a layup every whoever single Kyrie, time that whoever I Whoever KD is guarding, I'm going to attack them. Whoever Kyrie, I'm just going to attack them. And we're going to force them now to shoot a high percentage from three. If they shoot less than 35% from three, they're going to lose. Now that's going to force them mm-hmm. to play at our pace. And then it becomes a battle of the wheels. I, I, I think that's, that's the, the only like combination that could counter them. Because you got to meet them with force. It's kind of like playing against a team. It's skill yeah, versus it's like force. Playing against yeah. a team who press you. Well, you got to press them too, because you got to meet their energy with the same amount of energy.
1: Yeah, and that's always throws every team for a loop. I remember that uh, in uh, two thousand, the national championship game, Florida. You know, Billy Donovan was pressing Tom Izzo's team with Team Cleves and all those guys, and uh, and the, Izzo, they opened the second half yeah, and he started uh, pressing yeah. Florida. Hey, hey, hey. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You got to meet the
0: force. Because the, 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 yeah. the Nets could bring such a, a – they can bring an energy that you just can't, like, counter it. Like, mm. I mean, the Nets could just go – they could just go bananas. But if you could attack them, okay – we're not going to stop them. We're just going to attack them, though.
1: Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we were saying about the Warriors. I mean, Let's make them work on defense. Let's try to tire them out as much as we can. Let's get them thinking about, hey, I got to make this shot because if I don't, we got no real shot in this game. And let's hope they shoot themselves out of it yeah. a little bit. You know well, what I mean? Like that that That's your best chance. But you're playing the percentages against the three all-time scorers. So, I mean, the odds are not necessarily in your favor, like you said. So you, you got to hope that it just all it it all kind of clicks at the right time but that's why it's a seven game series i mean i could see a very uh you know flip-flop where milwaukee gets blown out in game one in brooklyn you know what i mean like sort of what we saw last year a little bit where it seemed like oh brooklyn's gonna win this series they might even sweep you know but then we go to milwaukee and milwaukee gets to play at their pace and they're able to slow the game down a little bit and uh I'm no. I'm, I'm fascinated by those four teams, and I think obviously we'll keep talking about them as we as we head on and and push through uh, and head into the new year. Uh, we're getting close, BJ. We're we're getting close to 2022, which is crazy to say. Uh, is there anything else before we get out of here?
0: I take, there's a lot of basketball, but I, I'm I'm going to end it because mm. I'm now I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So, but I'm going to say this: winning water, my friend.
1: We got to make waves. This has been pushing through. Uh, we could talk about, uh, we could talk about this all day. Uh, and it, it's going to be lingering in my mind as I watch these teams as we move forward. And, uh, I'm excited to see Kyrie back with his Nets team and, and to see what that looks like. And I think it's fun. It's going to be on the road, uh, which, which will show even more character about this team. And, uh, we, we got a lot more basketball conversations to be had. We will see you later in the week. If we don't see you before the end of 2021, Happy New Year to everybody that, that has been a friend of the program and listened to the show over the years. We appreciate you here pushing through. And uh, again, if you're in water, you got to make waves. We will see you later in the week.